Yo, yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. This is now episode two of the Way Downtown podcast. Coming to you from your host, of course, yours truly, Jose De Niro. Last time we recorded was a couple days ago. Last upload was about on Friday. Literally Friday morning. It was about midnight. So we're back, man. Monday, June 26th. We're back a couple days. I'm still trying to figure out the scheduling on the recording when exactly we're going to do the episodes, drop them. But hey, man, it comes with time. Comes with time for sure. But right now it's just having fun recording whenever I can, whenever I deem is correct. Uploading on all major platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere, Spotify, Apple. So getting really excited, getting really excited, but enough of that, enough of endorsing my own pod. Let's get straight into it. A lot to cover. NBA draft was, of course, occurring during the last episode we recorded. So a lot of takeaways from that. A lot of, a lot of winners, a lot of losers, a lot of things to discuss um questionable picks maybe depends on who you ask but yeah let's just get into the draft draft analysis after that we'll talk about some more recent player movement some happening today some happening a couple days ago a lot of news a lot of rumors out there so a lot to address man i'm really excited to get into this one of course with the draft occurring the obvious number one pick victor Wembanyama, straight to the san antonio spurs who would have guessed we all knew this was coming for months now. And then the second the Spurs got that first pick, it was almost set in stone. Vic was going there. He's been looking up to the Spurs apparently forever. You know, Tony Parker being a big influence both in France, where he's from, and in San Antonio. It's only right that he got drafted there. Um, yep, yeah, so I'm big winners there, obviously. Move on to the second pick. Charlotte takes Brandon Miller. Not to say I'm surprised. There was a lot of traction. He was building a lot of traction before the draft started. But, um, hey, man, MJ's picks. So, let's see. MJ's picks haven't really always panned out um, besides LaMelo Ball, of course. But um, time will tell, man. I guess I can see why he didn't take Scoot already having Melo. Maybe not having two dominant ball handlers there. But Brandon Miller should be good, man. Should be good. He's been trending recently for the GOAT conversation of course him saying that he doesn't look up to either Braun or Jordan his GOAT is Paul George which is fine everybody has their own opinions kids been getting attacked lately but what can you do man he sticks by it and he's really firm on it he's he's saying in a lot of interviews that's his GOAT so I mean hey man whoever you look up to whoever you look up to and you could tell why Paul George is his favorite he got a lot of he got a lot of wiggle in his game just like Paul George man they're they're two really similar players. Brandon Miller could be... He could turn into a Paul George type of player, which would be really exciting to have next to LaMelo Ball. Really good pick. Um, The the odds, the betting odds on that on that, that draft pick was insane. It was fluctuating all week. Who would go number two? Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. I think at the start of the draft, Scoot was like the heavy favor for number two, which is a... Which is, uh, a little concerning, a little concerning for those who took that. Um, but yeah, enough of the betting odds though. Scoot went three to Portland, something that obviously should have been a no brainer the second Brandon Miller went to. Um, a lot of interesting stuff is going to happen now in Portland. I feel like Portland now has, I'd say, four good, good guards that need minutes. Obviously, Damian Lillard is one of them. He's the biggest question mark surrounding this team. But you still have Anthony Simons, man. 
you still have Shaden Sharp, your pick, or, your pick from a couple years ago already, who was great, is great, has the potential to be great. Let's say that. He has the potential to be great high flyer. He's putting on a showcase of buckets to end the year last year once they already fell out of playoff contention. And now Scoot, man. And Scoot, Scoot's the one that has the most hype around him who's probably going to get gonna try to get the most minutes try to get him out there the most burn that he possibly could interesting to see how damien fares with that there's obviously always been rumors and reports now that damien isn't the biggest fan of the youth movement that's going on in portland but it is what it is he's gotta get out there then you just gotta get out of there then my man but i guess i see apparently he's waiting to see how the rest of free agency stacks up i know he was probably hoping that they would trade that pick but good on them for not not falling into to what Damian wanted and keeping that pick. Damian's obviously a hell of a player. Probably one of the best players they've ever had. You can argue that with Clyde and like Bill Walton and stuff. But yeah, man, good for them or not falling into his needs and his wants and doing what's best for them, man. End of the day, it's a business and you got to do what's best for you, man. And Scoot was obviously the best player available and just the best player for that team, no matter the position. So yeah, Scoot saying afterwards that he thinks him his game and Damien's would fit really nicely. And in, in all honesty, it really would. Damien Lillard with the range, who could obviously do everything in Scoot. Maybe not the best shooter right now, but the athleticism is through the roof, my man. Through the roof. So they do really compliment each other really nice, I will say. But let's just hope. I'm just hoping Dame gets out of there, man. No, no offense to Dame. I just want Dame out of there turn portland to a young fun team and get dame that title that he wants or at least get the man into the playoff contention my man it's been a minute since we've seen dame giving out buckets in the postseason so biggest question mark this offseason would definitely be damian lillard and the portland trailblazers it's looking like as of right now he might be going back i hope not um hoping they move on um yeah, I, I don't. Th- I, I feel like neither side wants to be the one to say we don't want you. I don't want to be here, but it's gonna have to happen. Someone's gonna have to. Someone's gonna have to just man up and do it. Um, I feel like there's there's tension there for sure. I feel like they both want out, if that makes sense. But hey, man, who? Who am I to know? Who am I to know? I'm not in the front office. I'm not in there hearing the conversations. Maybe Dame wants to stay, play with the young guys, see what can happen. Um. Yeah, but um, yeah, there, those three were some big winners on the night. Um, getting the top three picks, that the evident top three picks of the draft. Um, Spurs obviously really big win in the victor. Um, but yeah, man, for the fourth pick, and I'm not gonna mention every single pick one one through fifty eight. That'd be that'd be outrageous of me, but. Number four is an important one because number four went to the Houston Rockets who ended up taking Amen Thompson. He is going to be really nice for that team. Slide right into the point guard, right next to Jalen Green. They got Tari Eason. They got Jabari Smith Jr. from last year. They have Alfred Sangoon down low, baby Jokic. Now, it might be a stretch, but really good, man. Sangoon's really good, don't sleep. But, um... Yeah, Houston had a hell of a draft. I'm going to skip some picks here and jump straight to it. But they took Amen Thompson at four to fill in that one. And I don't know if this guy starts right now. You know, like I just said, they got Tari Easton running the three right now. But Cam Whitmore, man, a five to seven projected pick before the draft. If not, definitely top 10 
100%. Glad I didn't bet on that odds because I would have took the fattest of L's. But he falls to 20 to the Houston Rockets. Um, Hell of a pick at that point. You leave the draft with Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. I don't see how I don't see how you lose that draft. Doesn't even matter who you draft after that point. You won the draft. That was a great pickup by the Houston Rockets at number 20. There was a lot of concerns with Cam, of course. But um most NBA ready body, man. He's just he's just a strong physical guy, man. He's gonna slide in real nice to that three if they decide to put him there. But if not, just work off the bench, just get better. Houston's going to have a fun young roster, man. It's going to be a really nice movement over there. I love how Amen fits next to Jalen Green. A bucket, if there ever was one. Um, Yeah, huge, huge draft for Houston, man. And right after Amen, his brother Asar goes. The first twin brothers, I believe, to be picked in the top five in the NBA draft. Just That's just, just great for that family, great for them. Um, I can't imagine the feeling of having your twin brother be drafted right after, right before you. Gotta be a hell of a feeling, man. So congrats on them. That was great. They definitely deserve it. It's not like anybody reached, really. Um, maybe you can say it for a SAR, but not not really, man. Those those boys are nice, man. They really like that. But um, good pickup by Detroit. I imagine they have him running out there maybe a little 2-3 wingish since they already have Cade coming back next year and they're really focused on Cade coming back healthy. They got Jaden Ivey who had a really good rookie year. He plays in Detroit and obviously Detroit I think had I believe had the worst record in the league but but he had a really good year man. Jaden Ivey had a really good rookie year for somebody who had to take control of the offense with um Killian Hayes after Cade Cunningham went down so hey man it's gonna be a really fun, really fun watching the career of those two pan out, man, the twin brothers. I believe they already came out that they play each other in the summer league this year, so that's gonna be entertaining. Moving on, after the Thompson twins, of course, we have my biggest question mark of the draft. Not a question mark in terms of the player, just the team and the overall position. Um, Anthony Black. Anthony Black to the to the Orlando Magic. Um, not a knock on Anthony Black at all. Anthony Black has a phenomenal game, great playmaker, probably the best playmaker in the draft. But um, Orlando, man, now they really have a decision to make at that guard position. They followed this up with taking Jet Howard at 11, so another guard. So it's going to be really interesting because they added two guards to so already a guard core that included Jalen Suggs, um, Cole Anthony, and Markel Fultz. Three really serviceable and really good point guards. Um, Jalen Suggs has been struggling a little bit, but um, Cole Anthony gives buckets. He's scoring whenever he wants. Markel Folks really coming into his own after the first few, few years of him being injury riddled and having a dark cloud and just media all over him. He's really been coming into his own, man. He ended that la- he ended last season going crazy for um, Orlando. Um, somebody's got to go. Obviously, he can't be running can be having five serviceable point guards two of them you just drafted just sitting left high and dry so that's gonna be really interesting or that was the only question mark i had around this had nothing to do with the players itself anthony Blatt, like i said is a phenomenal player phenomenal um playmaker good eyes good vision could shoot get to the paint really good kid um just orlando let's just see how this pans out obviously i see trades coming um yeah it's gonna be really interesting orlando is a really fun team and they really they did really good last year besides what their record might show 
they had some good wins against some good teams, man. Paolo, um, Wendell, France, they were they were doing their thing, man. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting to say the least. We mentioned this one on the last episode, but I'll mention it again for whoever's new here. Um, the seven Indiana Pacers trading back for the eighth pick and taking Jarris Walker, and the Wizards trading up two second round picks to get their man Bilal Kubale. I could be saying that terribly wrong, and I apologize, but it's a crazy name, man. It's a it's a foreign foreign name for sure, but not bad of a pick. Some people have been saying that it's a reach. They draft up for somebody who probably would have been there one pick down, but um, they want if that's their guy, that's their guy, man. He they add him to a nice young core of Wizards now with the Jordan Poole trade going through. So Jordan Poole being there now, they got. Denny Abdi is still there. Just a lot going on. Johnny Davis, who they drafted just last year. So, going to be really interesting. And they're like 15 draft picks that they got for KP and Bradley Beal. I think it ended up being 13. So, my so my 15 wasn't even that off. But I'm pretty sure it was about 13 picks. They got both first and second round picks. So, let's just see how that pans out. He's obviously going to have the opportunity over there. Going to have the chances to show out and do his thing. But, um, yeah. Let's see, let's see. Let's see if he can flourish next to Jordan Poole, who's definitely averaging about 50 next year for sure. He's throwing that motherfucker up at least 30 times a, 30 times a game, 35 times a game, man. But it's going to be really fun, though. Don't let all the jokes and don't let Jordan Poole, all the Jordan Poole slander, quote-unquote quote slander, distract you from They're going to be really good. Jordan Poole's a really entertaining player. People just give him a lot of shit for the way he plays and how he chucks sometimes. But he's a really fun young player, man. He's gonna, he's gonna get bu- 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 buckets next year. It's gonna be really entertaining to see him. Um, more notable things that have happened: Dallas trading back to get their man Derek Lively, a nice center to put in there, and ultimately the Thunder trading up. To get their man Kaysen Wallace, a nice young point guard from Kentucky. Kaysen Wallace is he was somebody I really wanted to track and follow the career. He's he was really great at Kentucky. I thought he's gonna really be a good piece for any team wherever he goes. So it's gonna be interesting to see him here now behind Shea and obviously Josh Giddy now. So Chet coming back. Thunder the Thunder are a dangerous team to look for, man. I was just talking to somebody the other day about this. We were having a discussion about the Thunder and if they can make a playoff push, and man, people forget that they were just in the playoff play-in game. Yeah, they might have lost the playing game, but young team, man, they have an All NBA first player in Shea Ale- Gilgis Alexander. Um, Chet is coming back. People forget that this is Chet's rookie year coming up. The biggest question surrounding the Thunder were their size. They had Jalen Williams um, running the center. And he ain't the biggest man. He's not the biggest dude out there running center. They're really running a lot of small ball lineups. And, um, yeah, and they had trouble shooting at times. Isaiah Joe was shooting lights out for them. But besides him, some other people struggled to get it going. Um, but, yeah, and just rim pressure, man. Rim, rim defense. And Chet does all of that. He can stretch the floor. He's lengthy, tall, get down there, get some boards, just protect the rim. And yeah, they're getting, I feel like they're getting all their weaknesses from last year in Chet this year. So they're going to be a really fun team to watch, man. Shea, Josh, Lou Dort still there. They got Jalen and Jalen Williams, two Jalen Williams, both nice, one better than the other. 
but both serviceable for sure for sure Jalen Williams J-A-E-J-L-J-A-L-E-N excuse me he was killer had a great end to his year he, he had some votes in there for rookie of the year that man was going off he was going crazy and yeah man Chet Case uh, and Wallace now that team is going to be nice man if they're not nice next year then the boys are going to be nice for a couple years man down the line just a matter of time man Shea is that guy don't let the fact that he plays in OKC, might not see him all the time, distract you. That Shea is that guy. That bag is ridiculous. Very ridiculous. Um, But Dallas, not to move on from Dallas, but Dallas is another team that had a great draft, man. I would, I would count them as one of the winners, too, man. Dallas ended up getting their man, Derek, uh, Derek Lively, traded back. And they executed another trade with Sacramento, getting rich uh, Rashawn Holmes. For nothing they gave up nothing literally nothing they got the 24th pick from sacramento which ended up being oliver maxson's prosper and rashawn holmes for literally nothing the they just want they the kings just wanted to free up that cap with rashawn holmes and yeah that was the trade and right before that with the case and wallace and Derek lively trade dallas ended up giving up davis bertans in that trade to move up to move back, excuse me. Seventeen million dollars in Davis Bertans, they were able to get off and then bring in Rashawn Holmes and another first. Dallas was really making some moves, man. Making some moves. They got a backup center in Rashawn Holmes, which is desperately needed. That size down there was was wicked. It was really wicked. Um there's there's other there's other free agency news and rumors surrounding them that we're gonna address a little bit later. But Rashawn Holmes, the backup center, is really good for Dallas. There's not a lot to work with in Dallas money-wise. They have a good amount, you know, trade exception of Davis Bertans. I think it was about, was about 17 mil, 20 mil. That trade exception is going to be really clutch in bringing somebody else in. It was the largest trade exception in the league until another trade happened just today, which we're going to address a little bit later. But, yeah, man, really good draft by Dallas, man. They got two first-round picks this draft, Derek Lively and Oliver Prosper. A nice backup center, Rashawn Holmes, which which ultimately does tell me that Christian Wood is most likely out the door. I'd be really surprised if Christian Wood was back on the Mavericks if they decided to extend him. So, yeah, man, really, really good draft by Dallas. I really like what they got going on. It seems likely that Kyrie is going to be back in Dallas as well. So, hey, man, let's just see how everything, how the edges work out, how everything works out for Dallas. Like I said, they're eyeing some people we're going to talk about, but... Great. Really love the draft for Dallas, man. Dra- Dallas and Dallas Houston and the Blazers, man. Those are those are some big winners. The Spurs, obviously, I don't want to be repetitive and say the Spurs. They got Vic. Obviously, you don't win better than that. But Dallas for freeing up that cap, getting two first, the serviceable center. Not bad. The Rockets getting Ahmed Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Before the draft, that'd be two top 10 picks projected. They got two top 10 picks, one at four and one at 20. That was a crazy steal at 20. The Blazers with Scoot Henderson, arguably to some people, to some people, the best prospect in the draft besides Victor. Um, And they got Chris Murray late in the draft, the twin brother of um, Keegan Murray from Sacramento. They got his brother chris murray late in the draft so really nice man really young pieces i like what's going over there um nice forward 
Um, obviously, more questions with Portland surrounding Dame. Jeremy Grant's also a free agent. They want to bring him back. They just drafted a forward and Chris Murray. So this team could really, this team could be really old or really young. It's really up to Portland how they wanna, how they wanna run this team. But yeah, man, Dallas, really good um, pickup by Dallas. Dallas really, they really finessed their way through this draft, which is great to see. There was not much movement they really could have done, but love to see it. Um, Number 13, and they're going to Mr. Swaggy himself, Rady Dick. Um, something about that kid, I really like him. I don't know. I think it might be the, the, the swagger, the confidence. I know some people, some people listening, you know who you are, aren't the biggest Grady Dick fans. Um, but I, I, I love his game, man. I think, it's, I think it's his confidence that comes with it that really has me like, oh, this kid's going to be nice. Or if anything, he he's going to be fun to watch. But... Lights out shooter going to a team that desperately needed that shooter. Like I said last episode, they're running Scotty Barnes, OG, Pascal, um, Chris Boucher, Precious. They need some shooting on that team. Fred Van Vliet remains a big question for Toronto, so that's going to be really interesting to see what they do with him. But nice shooting nonetheless to go alongside Gary Trent, who they extended. Let's see what happens with Gary Trent, but if they keep him, they added more shooting with Grady Dick. So, yeah, it doesn't hurt to get a, a nice young shooter. Maybe develop some D a little along the line. It's not his thing right now, but you always got time to develop. So, but yeah, man, man's been trending because of that. That I'm not going to lie. That atrocious fit that he uh, had on. It was quite atrocious, you know, quite eye burning, of course. But um, the swag was through the roof, man. He he knew how to rock it himself. I think his swagger made the made the whole fit look better had the chains out chain saying gd don't know if he wants to be rocking chains i say gd that long but but he's in toronto he's in canada so only time will tell with him but um yeah nah the the red suit with the gd chains was absolutely crazy but um enough of that we don't we don't want to stay too long on that topic notable draft picks um lakers jalen hutchafino point guard from indiana nice backup point guard that Lakers require. It really makes you question. Obviously, he's not going to... St- I don't see him starting next year, obviously, on a contending Lakers team, but it really makes you question Lakers and how they feel about D'Lo, man. D'Angelo Russell, they bring him back. They just drafted a nice point guard who could shoot, who could really kind of do what D'Lo could do, man. 6'5", 200 pounds. He's a big guard, man, but obviously, I don't think you let go of D'Lo for a rookie, but only time would tell. Follow that. Follow that draft pick up. Miami went with Jaime Hasquez Jr., small four from UCLA. I really like his game, man. He has a really grit and grind Miami style offense and just play play style, man. He's out there. He's hustling. He's diving. He's really somebody you could see in Miami. If you were to watch his highlights, pick one team for this man to be on, you'd be like, that's a Miami kid right there. I don't know what it is. It's probably just the hustle, the grit and grind. He just looks for ways to win. He impacts the games in more ways than scoring. You'll love to see it. Pat Roddy loves to see it. Miami loves to see it. You know, they're a bunch of tryhards over there. Um, yeah, a bunch of fiends. A bunch of fiends, but who could blame them? NBA Finals run. I can't really say nothing as a Knicks fan, so I let it rock. I let it end there before the Miami fans get on my ass. Um, <laughs> right after that, probably the last pick I'm going to talk about of the first round. Oh, there's a couple more I want to get to, but... Um, Damn, I'm going to butcher this name, but Brandon 
Dakota Meski going to the Golden State Warriors shooting guard from Santa Clara 6-6 shoot the shoots the life out of the ball averaging 23 and 10 shooting 57% from 2 48% from 3 over his last 10 games damn a 6-6 shooter going to Golden State is something that fans probably don't want to see another splash brother mini splash brother. you know he's a little bro right now little little bro but hey man he's behind the two greatest shooters of all time in my opinion i think clay is too argue argue with me um but yeah man to have him behind steph clay almost jordan Poole till they shipped him out the door um yeah it's gonna be really great they bring draymond back have draymond in there talking to him man it's gonna be really good for that kid man he's gonna be a really good piece to that whether he plays or not because you know golden state has championship ambitions and aspirations a 6-6 shooter man who can shoot the lights shoot the peel out of the ball like that every team wants something like that um so yeah, man, whether you play it or not, that's gonna be a great piece for Golden State. He he fits seeming seamlessly into that system. So great pickup. Um Nick Smith Jr., 27 to Charlotte. Something I did not see happening. I really thought he was a lottery pick projected. Um 6'5 point guard. He had a really good year at Arkansas. I did not expect him to go 27 um to charlotte that was a really um really good really decent pickup for charlotte um yeah i loved it i did not think he was going past the lottery going past the lakers nonetheless i thought the lakers were gonna pick nick smith i'm not gonna lie to you but they got their guys charlotte got their guys really good draft for charlotte like i said um yeah those are probably the most notable picks of the first round trades that went through um the biggest talking point right now seems to be the fact that the Cavs got themselves something of a steal at 49, I believe. Yep, 49, and that is Imani Bates. I was always high on Imani for sure for years now. Um, back when he was beating out Chet for player of the year, um, junior year, I believe it was high school. Imani was projected to be first first pick for years now not first top three somebody was going to be in the league for a long long time giving out buckets obviously he got the kd um the kd comparisons i think he's like 6 10 180 really skinny really lengthy kid though but boy that draft combine workout was special he was giving out buckets in all sorts of ways literally pull up Fade, one dribble pull up, leaning, turnaround. Oh my God, coming down for lay through the lane. He was giving them buckets any way he could. And yeah, the Cavs got a nice one, man, at 49. I, I knew he'd drop for sure. He has a lot around him, a lot going on with his name. A lot of, he's been in the news, you know, recently. Um, that's not to discuss here, but 49 is deep. And for the Cavs, obviously I Obviously, he's 100% not starting next year. I wouldn't believe so. But to have a three like that next to Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and then Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, a three who could quite literally just give you buckets whenever he wants. You got the two bigs down low cleaning everything. Evan Mobley, future DPOI. Darius Garland, 10 assists a game. Oh, my God. Just diamond and dashing and then donovan mitchell obviously we know who spider is um new york city kid you got to come home you didn't hear that from me but um 
Yeah, man, Cavs. Wow, that was a great, great pickup for the Cavs. 49 is deep for Imani Bates, but if he could get everything together, man, he gets the opportunity. I don't see why he can't just, I don't see why he can't just go off, man, go crazy. He's really that guy, man. If you guys don't know who Imani Bates is, if you guys might have heard of him or seen like tapes like I have, just go on YouTube and look up Imani Bates, highlights, high school. That man was special, man. At the least, he could turn into a contributing piece on the team, man, like Michael Porter Jr. did after all those back injuries and him dropping from top three, best player in the country, to 15th to Denver. Um, this obviously a lot more significant than that, but yeah, man, check him out. He is a great, great young player. He just needs to put it together, man. But yeah, that's kind of everything I had on the draft, man. Um, that's what I thought the most significant moves were, significant picks. Like I said, man, the Rockets, the Mavs, all the Texas teams, man. The Texas teams really, they really shitted today. They they went crazy. I'm not gonna lie. They they spit. They were spitting. No cap. Um, they really pulled off and made the future of the team look really more exciting, really more flexible, and really really open, man. You, if you're a fan of one of those teams, you are really hopeful and um there's a lot of optimism um don't know what word i'm trying to say there um hope optimism i don't think that's the word though but um nevertheless winners the blazers too winners partial winners right now obviously great picks school and chris but let's see how the rest of the team ends out that damian lilla saga goes and then we could truly come back on here and grade their offseason as a whole grade the team as a whole i don't really want to grade the team because we don't know who's going to be on there dame jeremy shit i think they even want to move on from um yusuf from nurkic so come back to them but yeah man that's everything i had on the draft right after the draft there's a bunch of speculation going on obviously with the picks with what teams are going where how people feeling about certain players um apparently reports came out that sacramento now with all these trades can have up to 35 million in cap space letting go over sean holmes for practically nothing but they can free up about 35 million in cap space i believe that's if they do not bring back their man harrison barnes but he's coming off of a great season for his standards man and 15 points per game on damn near 50% shooting, man. Helped them. He did help them get that three seed in the West. Um, but there are some people out there, man. There's some people out there not saying, not necessarily saying they're better than Harrison. But they might fit a little better, man. Feel a little better on that team. Maybe Sacramento feels better about some players than Harrison. But ultimately, they could just bring Harrison right back. I don't see the big deal with that. But it's not every year where you have a team that just finished third in the Western Conference, lose to the defending champions, which were the Warriors, in seven games. But they broke their playoff streak of playoff drought of like 14 years, come back three seed, and now they have 35 million in cap. It's not something you see very often, man. That's like some, on a lesser extent, obviously, because there's nobody out there like KD. But that's like when the Warriors won 73 and they got KD. Just something you don't see very often, man. So it's really interesting to see how Sacramento maneuvers with that. A lot of moves we made. Let's see if they just stay put, bring their man back, or they get some other names. There's there's some names out there. The most notable ones being Draymond. There's a lot of speculation with Draymond and Sack. I don't really know why, know how. I feel like he's still Golden State bound no matter what. And I just think putting Draymond next to Sabonis after what went down with that 
vicious Thanos looking stomp. And then the in his I don't know if everybody heard, everybody saw, but in his podcast, um, the Draymond Green show, Draymond goes to say that he loses he lost all respect basically for Sabonis for not shaking hands after the Warriors beat them in seven, um, and just walking off the court. He really went in on not respecting Sabonis for that and losing some respect and how he's gonna regret that, something like that. But yeah, it would be really strange, really interesting to see if they were to pair that up, but I I don't see it happening. They got Keegan there. You don't want to mess with Keegan. Um, Keegan really earned his minutes, earned his spot. Draymond is a four, just like Keegan. I don't know if you want to move Keegan to the three. I just don't know if that really works. Um, obviously, Draymond brings a vet. Now that he brings a, a more vet um, presence, and obviously he brings elite team defense and leadership. But I don't know. I don't know how that fit is. I know there's a lot of people who aren't big on Draymond. A lot of people think he's overrated, doesn't deserve that much money, but to everybody their own opinion, man. I think Draymond, I think Draymond's worth the money, man. He has, obviously, he's in the headlines a lot. He's, um, the way he goes about things aren't necessarily the best, but he might have driven Jordan out of Golden State. Um, not might have, he most likely probably did, but, um, Draymond is still him, man. In terms of defense and just team building and team IQ, Draymond could he could be that missing piece for some teams, man. Just bringing a brotherhood, man. Um, but yeah, Draymond was a name going to Sacramento. Apparently, obviously Harrison, Dylan Brooks. Not saying he's better than Harrison. To everybody, to everybody, what they think. But Dylan Brooks is a name that's out there. Jeremy Grant from Portland would not be bad. I could see Sacramento throwing an off for Jeremy Grant, slide him right into the three. I would I wouldn't be too mad at Jeremy Grant. He seems like a nice he seems like an ideal player for Sacramento. Does he get you over the hump? I don't think so. I don't think Jeremy Grant's that level of player, but Jeremy Grant would definitely be an upgrade in my opinion. And you still have Fox come back on another year. So bonus. Kevin Herter coming off a lights out year. Keegan Murray year two just throwing Malik Monk is still there Davion that team is nice um yeah Chris Middleton's out there but I think he's also restining Milwaukee on a longer deal less money for himself but he's a name they can maybe try to throw throw a few bands at you know what I'm saying Bruce Brown he's obviously I think he's gonna be the hottest role player name out there he literally does everything it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes man I don't think he goes back to Denver bro I really don't um Teams are going to offer him a bag, man. Um, a nice role player level bag. Something that Denver really can't do. They kind of really got to hope that he likes being there, honestly. And that he's willing to to stay there on lesser money. But I don't... I think he. I think he's going to get that bag, man. He was just on a minimum like two years ago. Um, when he played for Brooklyn, so... Or it might have been a rookie deal, but still... I don't know, man. I think he gets his bag, which would not be mad at. Get your bag, man. That's what we're here for. But, um, yeah, interesting with Sack, man. Apparently, Dylan Brooks and his team, he's looking for at least $12 million a year. And I know the I know the jokes with Dylan. I know what comes, what came with him last year, at least. What came with Dylan Brooks, the talking, the chomping, the, um, just, like, the attitude, the way he interacts, the way he goes about things, the media, um, it's a lot, definitely a lot, definitely some bags with him if you were to take him in, but 12 million, man, say what you want about him, 12 million is a steal if you were to get Dylan Brooks for 12 million a year, the way money's thrown around in the league today, 12 million is almost nothing, 
that's almost a mid-level or that might be a mid-level exception nowadays if you're getting dylan brooks for 12 million a year that you're doing something good in my opinion i think he's he obviously a lot of antics but he just came off the second team all defense when he's locked in He's there defensively. There's a lot to there's a lot to wish offensively. You wish he was a more consistent, more knockdown shooter. Sometimes you don't even want the ball in his hands the way he's shooting. Just throwing up bricks, building schools. Oh my building hospitals out here, all these bricks. But you've also you could also look up, you've also seen him lock up some players, man. He could really he could really put it down, man. Put it down. That's crazy. But um yeah, obviously, you can't really lock up anybody in the league nowadays. The offense is at an all-time high, but he makes it difficult, man. He does. He makes it difficult for players, man. So, he, I feel like with his antics and the way he went out of Memphis, them saying that they they're not, they don't want him back under no circumstance, I feel like that's really going to kill how much money he gets. But um, $12 million, You were to get Dylan Brooks with $12 million, I think that's a steal, man. I don't know if Sack's realistic, but... You never know, Sack. I know Houston's definitely been thrown in there. Houston would be really nice. Put him in there. They got a bunch of scorers and Jalen and Jabari, Alfred. Now, Amen. Hey, man, you throw him in there, be the defense of that team. Be really nice, man. Dylan Brooks is a quality player, man. Don't let all the antics get to your head, man. All defensive second team. He's nice. Um, Speaking of nice players, Nas Reed coming back to mini. Coming back to Minnesota, three years, 42. That was great for Nas Reed, man. He's been so underrated. Such a bucket forever. Nas Reed will come in. You think he's a point guard. You think he's a bomb, bomb, 6'10 point guard the way he's just holding the rock. Lay me, three-point step back, mid-range. He, he could really do everything. You forget that he's a big man, that he's running center. I think he forgets he's a center the way he's out here shooting. Point guard, shooting guard, like roll. Um... Which was great for Minnie, man. He was really stretching the floor for Minnie, but playing that small ball, because he's a little smaller compared to Cat and um, Rudy. But Nasri was really good for um, Minnesota. When he went down, man, it was a tough hit for that squad. He was going to get paid wherever he went. So it's good to see that Minnesota is willing to pay him, bring him back. This, though, does make does put Minnesota at a whopping $440 million dollars. Guaranteed to their big three of centers, that being Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and Nas Reed. That is a shit wad of money for three centers. Um, obviously, Nas Reed is nothing of that. He's probably he's the 40 million of that, which is fine for Nas Reed. This is good. You pay Nas Reed for Cat and Rudy, 400 million dollars guaranteed. It's tough, it's tough to swallow for sure. Um, you kind of just see how this works out, man. But damn, they're in a predicament. Um, obviously another year of Rudy, so let's see how that goes. People love the shit on Rudy, but let's see. Um, as of right now, obviously that trade is not looking the greatest. Um, it's not looking that good, but um, yeah, man, many. They're gonna. I don't know if they did or if they have, but they're gonna be paying Ant obviously a bag too, because Ant is that guy. You pay Ant before you pay any of those three players. Any of those two. I don't want to throw no Nas Reed slander out there. He's him. But um, love me some Nas Reed. But um, yeah, man. It's looking crazy in um, Minnesota right now in terms of the pay to the centers. I don't I don't know if Cat and Rudy work together, man. Cat's just not. Cat's facing the floor for sure. To him, he's the greatest shooter of all time. But um, definitely, definitely a great shooter for sure. Top three 
greatest shooting big men of all time. He's 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 wailing a little bit with the top one. Like like Dirk ain't exist, but but he's up there, man. He's he's obviously a really good shooter, knocked down. But um, I just don't think he has a lateral movement, lateral quickness, man, to be fucking with these forwards, man. There's a lot of forwards out there, threes and fours now, who you need to you need to be moving your feet. You need to be quick with it because if not, they are near right through you. So yeah, I just don't. He says I don't. He doesn't have the defensive awareness, defensive IQ to keep up, see the plays occurring before they happen, seeing movements, screens, getting around them, just people are beating him off the dribble. It's just really tough, man. You obviously can't put Rudy out there, but that's not what you're asking of Rudy. You're asking for elite rim defense, so. Yeah, I think it's a lot to ask for for Cat to run the four. Um, I know obviously on offense he wants to he wants to run the four. He wants to shoot that motherfucker up and put up as many he's can. He wants to pick and pop top of the key. But but on defense, yeah, he's giving it back up, man. So we just got to see how that works out. But big ups on Nasri getting that contract. That was great. I really loved it. I saw it, screenshotted it, said this is amazing. I need to talk about this. Nas Reed is so underrated. He's underrated, underrated. Now let's go to overrated, my man. I saw some crazy shit about Tobias Harris and apparently Philly, um, Daryl Morey asking for Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and a pick. And a pick on top of that for any potential Tobias Harris deal. I saw that and nearly lost my mind. They proceed to say in other articles that come out that they believe they're gonna keep on they're gonna keep their star power forward. I don't know why we're just loosely throwing around the term star now, superstar, all-star. If they, they could have said all-star forward, it still would have been a little stretch, but I'd be like, alright. He was a he was a fringe all-star a few years ago. I could see it. Star was an outrageous way to um describe Tobias Harris, but I'm not here to hate on the man not here to talk shit on his name but um yeah they're gonna keep tobias harris forever and pay him forever if they're asking for evan mobley and jared allen um and a pick and a pick is ridiculous but um yeah um they're gonna keep be keeping on to him forever if that's the attitude they're going in we're trying to trade him um i saw his name being thrown around in some phoenix trades for deandre ayton that also blew my mind um Philly already have Embiid. I don't... Maybe DA. I think DA wants to run the four. He's talked about when he got drafted that he's more of a four. He told Phoenix when he got drafted, when he came in first day of training camp, he's a four. He wants to be the four. So maybe they... Maybe their their vision was running him next to Embiid. Still sus. Or I, maybe it was a third team trade. Who knows? A three team trade. Who knows? I hope so because that was kind of stupid. But... But the overall, the overall gist of it was Tobias going to Phoenix, which I thought was just, it was, it was making a move just to make a move, man. You're making that move and, and really you're setting yourself back three steps. You were, you were, you were already back a step and now you're going back two steps at that point. Just keep DA, just keep DeAndre Ayton if you're going to trade him for Tobias Harris. Nothing, not to knock on Tobias Harris, but you got D-Buck, you got Bradley Beer, you got KD. What do you need a forward Who's scoring the ball? He's gotten better on defense. Don't get me wrong. He's gotten better on the defensive end. He's no longer a slouch or somebody who's given up 30 points. But 
he ain't saving your defense and i don't know why you need more offense you have three of the top 20 probably best scorers in the league with bradley beal kd and d book and kd and d book being probably two of the top five top ten so don't know why you need to buy it i'm glad glad that didn't happen because it came out that frank vogel and the suns really want to keep da around hey man it looks like they've been shopping and they probably found nothing that they didn't like um i've always talked about some potential da trades i think they should have shipped them off to indiana we all know in the offseason he signed a contract with indiana phoenix just happened to match it and bring him back but he looked all set to go to indiana play with tyrese play with a young team where he can maybe flourish get the ball down low with an amazing playmaker in tyrese halliburton so yeah i was thinking they could have traded him for maybe miles Turner and maybe get back like tj mcconnell you know somebody to make the salaries match and a player who would get good run on the suns trading miles turner and your backup point guard even though tj is a really good backup point guard but you're trading them two older players for sure for a young young could be star in deandre Ayton, who already wants to be in indiana and miles and tj want to be on championship teams to compete i thought it worked perfectly they want to keep da what what can i say it's gonna be interesting though frank vogel wanted to keep day around frank vogel we all know is a defensive coach was the coach of the lakers when they won about two three years ago. three years ago it was a bubble year 2020 la mickey ring just jokes just jokes um that's the that's the craziest bullshit i've ever heard in my life la mickey ring is crazy the mickey mouse ring um tough ring that was a tough ring to win all this slander about it being an easy ring and a fake ring is so outrageous and so casual that was an insanely hard ring to win to go in not to not to not to start rambling about this but to go in and every game be a be an away game and to relocate for months to go play in orlando and not be able to leave the hotels or the campus and win that ring still is impressive. And I'm not even a Lakers fan. I don't even really like the Lakers, to be honest. But, um, and I'm not really a big LeBron fan either. I'm not really the biggest LeBron stan to be out here defending him all day long. But crazy, crazy, crazy ring, man. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Frank Vogel, a defensive coach. Coaching, like I said, great offensive players, phenomenal offensive players. Really have an offensive team around him. Now they gotta fill in with more um more defense. I saw that they're train they're gonna work out Stanley Johnson and Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker doesn't really bring the defense, but um Stanley Johnson brings a little sum sum. He ain't locked down, but he brings a little sum sum. Jabari Parker off another offensive guy who just gives buckets, man. It's a shame how his career panned out. He had a lot of hype coming out of college, being drafted right after Andrew Wiggins. He had Carmelo Anthony comparisons. When you watch his game, you see that little jab, that little footwork. You can see the body, the way, the play style, the way he went about his bucket. You can see the Carmelo Anthony in him, man. He he was special. Jabari Parker would have been special, man. Such a shame that nothing it didn't pan out for him in Milwaukee, man. All the injury. I think he tore both his ACLs back to back. Just a really unfortunate injury, but they're working him out. So let's see. It's good to see that they're trying to fill in their gaps with role players, working on different role players who can help contribute. But, yeah, really interesting, man, to see Frank Vogel coach an offensive team and bring his defensive mindset to that team. It's going to be really interesting, man. Another team that needs to be eyeing defense is the Dallas Mavericks. Reports came out that they are looking, but obviously who isn't looking at Bruce Brown? But they're looking at Bruce Brown. 
realistically cap wise i don't know how it works maybe they have the space now with the with the trades they've made if they do i think they should go all in on getting bruce brown bruce brown is just a great role player man he gives you everything you need man you need somebody to lock up bruce brown you need somebody to control the pace bring the ball up bruce brown you need somebody to shoot threes and pick and pop and he's like six five six six if that i don't even think he's that tall let's check right now guys bruce brown don't even think he's that tall six four bruce brown is six four picking and popping you need to pick and pop bruce brown you need a clutch rebound you need somebody down low to clean up maybe get a put back bruce brown I don't know what Bruce Brown is not doing, and that's somebody that Dallas needs, man. They need him next to Kyrie and Luka. That'd be the perfect role play to put right next to them. Have Josh Green there, maybe not mentor because he's still young, but have him next to Josh Green, learning a thing or two. Bruce Brown would be great for Dallas. I hope they really eye him, keep keep him on their list. Um, and yeah, the final thing we're gonna talk about is the trade that just happened about an hour ago. Not really the most groundbreaking or league altering, but an important one at that. The Hawks, who have been shipping and trying to trade this man for about three, four seasons now, finally trade John Collins. And I know what you're thinking. What did they trade him for? What did they get back? There was a lot of rumors a couple years ago in the height of his height of his career. John Collins is gonna he was gonna bring back a good player. The Hawks traded him for a bag of chips, a bag of lays three m&ms and a used licked lollipop they traded him for rudy gay who's about 75 years old and a second round pick a future second round pick so basically in shorter terms so people can understand they traded him for nothing they traded away john collins for nothing for cap space um i get that cap space is important the new cba you want to stay under certain um aprons tax aprons um but John Collins for nothing? I know his value isn't sky high, and they probably were shopping around for a while. But, um, and I know he had, he's had an injury with his hand. It's, it's altered his shooting a little bit. But, um, nothing for John Collins, somebody freak athlete. He was putting up 20 and 10 when he got the contract. Like, he, it's in him. He's still young. He's 25 years of age, literally. Um,. Yeah, literally putting up 21 and 10 on damn near 60% shooting, 58% shooting, and 40% from three. Um, yeah, 19 and 10 right before that, seven, 18 and 7. Obviously, there's a lot going on with him. He's probably not worth the bag, the bag that he has. I think is 80 million altogether for um, John Collins. But to give him away for nothing at the same time is something i did not expect i thought you would you could at least get maybe a first i'm not saying a great first maybe a protected first at that or maybe a first from who knows one of these teams one of these good teams out here but yeah heavily protected first or something or even a serviceable player but rudy gay and a second round pick for john collins and i've 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 I've, as soon as i saw it i hopped on the twitter side the hawks side of twitter to oh I didn't even mention they traded him to the Jazz, by the way. The Jazz, just just keep that in mind. The Utah Jazz, but um, yeah, I went on the Hawks side of Twitter to see <clears throat> how the fans felt about it. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we cleared cap space. John wasn't that good, you know. Glad we traded John." And it's like, bro, 
yeah, he might not might not have been the had the greatest year. Might be going down a little bit, but he's 25 years old and you traded him for nothing. Nothing. Maybe a few picks. Would have been like, all right, whatever. You're moving on, getting cap space, few picks, cool. Nothing. But hey, man, the Jazz just got a they just got a 25 year old young player, young forward for free to run right next to Lowry and Walker. <clears throat> Lowry ran a lot of three last year, so I suppose now he's gonna run the three full time. Now you're not you're not gonna get John Collins in and keep him if they keep him, which I imagine they keep him and have him coming off the bench 80 mil, even though Lowry's all NBA. But you run them all three together, most likely Lowry, John Collins, and Walker Kessler. Amazing rookie year coming off amazing great year. He's gonna be really good for them. He's the reason that people are shitting on the Rudy Gobert trade because he turns out to be a stud arguably playing better than Rudy right now. Depends who you ask. I say he's playing better than Rudy at the price. Maybe he's not playing better, but at the price, he definitely is playing better. We take into the, the account that Rudy's making about 40 mil and Walker's making about two. But, um, yeah, Jazz got themselves a stud, man. And super low risk, high reward, man. Worst case scenario, you trade John. John doesn't want to be there, or he doesn't pan out. He just doesn't play as well as you, you hope he does. You just lost a second round pick for him, or he flourishes next to Lowry and he's in a new situation in Utah, and you make him seem like he's like a really big part of the team. You have him throwing lobs, space on the floor, and he has career years going back to 20 and 10. That's a high ass reward for somebody you gave up literally pennies for. So, great, great pickup. The Jazz fleece their eyes. They, they fleece that lane as that bad. But, um, hey, let's see how we are. There's obviously more coming from Atlanta. There's no way they did this, and this is over, obviously. So they're making more moves to build around Trey and DeJounte if they keep DeJounte. But let's see, man. They seem all in on trying to make this team something. So just didn't expect John Collins to be traded for nothing. I expected him to be traded for sure. Definitely expected them to shop him at the minimum. But the trade-in for absolutely nothing is something that I could not tell you I would have expected. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you probably could have got something better from him. But cap-wise, this was the best deal for cap. But just a matter of time who you turn this cap into. They now have about, I think it was like a $25 million trade exception to help take on somebody else's um, contract. The biggest trade exception in the league now after Dallas. But um, yeah, really interesting, man. Um yeah, we just see how this goes, man. That's all we have for today. Um, we ran a we ran a long time today. Nice. Right now, 54 and a half minutes. Obviously, a couple minutes left. We're gonna run through, but um, yeah, really good, really good convo today, man. Really good. We covered a lot. Spoke about a lot. Um, this is the time where I gotta plug plug my media, plug my shit in, guys. Um, if you guys like the episode, like listening to me talk, like me just trying to be myself getting more comfortable with it for sure but you know time will time will tell um follow man follow on twitter instagram they're all all the usernames are the same from wdt podcast obviously wdt being from way downtown if you all know from way downtown iconic phrase um yeah bang bang way downtown on all platforms twitter ig youtube tiktok obviously find us on spotify and apple podcast as simply way downtown as you are now listening um shit i even got reddit we even on reddit with it i'm out there talking to people on reddit um 
So you can find me on Reddit. What we could talk about anything. I'm on Reddit all the time, actually. Twitter and Reddit, I'm on all the time, just interacting with people, giving takes, talking to people about certain topics, whatever the hot topic is at the moment. So yeah, if you guys want to talk, comment, um, leave a follow, please. A follow and a like really helps. Leave a rating. Be honest. We need constructive criticism on this side. You know what I'm saying? Got to make this the best it could be. I have a blast making each and every one of these. Um, something I really am passionate about doing. So, yeah, leave a like, guys. Follow on all platforms, like I said. YouTube, IG, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok's going to be really booming. We're going to get TikTok booming real soon. A lot of shorts. A lot of reels on IG coming. YouTube shorts, TikTok vids. I'm really open to everything. And, yeah. If you want to interact, talk, DM, message, um, Reddit, like I said, Twitter, comment, tag me, whatever. I'm here. I will always reply. This I love talking hoops. I could do this all day long. You give me a mic, man. You give me a something to record on, and I could go, man. I don't even need topics. I make topics on top of my head and just go crazy with it. But um, yeah, man. This is this is all for episode two of the way downtown podcast i appreciate you guys for making it this far this is a longer episode than usual so if you made it this far i appreciate you that's love and yeah stay tuned for the next one man i'm gonna drop i'm gonna be plugging it everywhere when the next one drops and i'll see you guys soon peace have a good one yo